everybody. I'm Andy Weinberg, and welcome to episode 10 of the David Wasikinen In the Pocket podcast. That's right, we've hit double digits here at uh, In the Pocket. And now this week's a little different than the previous nine in that I'm here in the studio at Wildfire Radio in West Deford with, as always, our engineer producer, Marcus Darpino. But David, hey, David is down in Orlando, Florida at Epcot, yeah. where the Hoovers yeah. are performing tonight. Dave, how's the weather down there? Uh, it's amazing. It's, uh, I think it, the high today is going to be like 88 degrees <laughs> and, uh, it's, uh, it, right now I'm, I'm, I'm standing right by the pool. I'm trying to get a good connection so we could hear each other, but I'm actually by the, uh, by the swimming, the adult swimming pool overlooking uh, gorgeous. I mean, the weather's beautiful. I mean, I think it's probably 80 degrees right now. Yeah, well, nice. It, it, it is actually, for a change, it's actually not too bad here. It's like 50 and sunny, so... Uh, oh, nice. I'll take it. It's hey, the fall. I don't, but- hey, Andy, I don't, I don't mind the, uh, the cooler weather. I mean, I'm a Finn, so I like to change the seasons. When I was living in California, it was always kind of weird. It was like, come on, man, give me a cloud. <laughs> give me... Give me a cloud, you know. So, and my wife, Dallas, felt the same way about that, too. When she lived out there, she said, I'm trying to find a cloud. Just give me a cloud. <laughs> are you, <laughs> you, in, are you and Dallas hitting the pool later? Dallas, right now, I'm staring at her and her hot self in her bikini over by the pool right now. So, <laughs> I'm, 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 you know, I already swam a little bit. And last night we did a yeah, – last night was cool because um, the way it works over here is there's shows every night. And they have, we're playing a, a, a succession of shows that go on here called Eat to the Beat. So I didn't know this, but Boys the Men played the last two night and two nights, and they're Philly guys, right? And uh, they're a little younger than us, but you know, we all we of course they were so successful. Um, we're all staying at the same hotel, and uh, last night Dal and I went over to have some dinner, and then we caught some other show, and they were great, by the way, and. Uh, it was mobbed. They've got such an incredible fan base. And uh, after the show, you know, that's when we get to do our sound check after everybody leaves Epcot, which is, we got the whole place to ourselves. And uh, when we came back, the guys from Boy the Men, Boys the Men and their crew were there. When the door opened, they're like, Philly! <laughs> it was, Represent, it was, right? <laughs> yeah, and they were so cool. And, and, they, and I heard the one, uh, I forget his name, but the, that, uh, you know, I don't know. They, I guess they're all equal partners in it. But the guy that seems to be the leader, the, he said he said something about, you know, what's missing today. Uh, and I sound like an old guy, you know, but he said it, too. He said, you know, he said lyrics and melody matter. And he was talking about that. And I thought, uh, now, how cool, you know, and I told him last night, I said I was I really thought that was really cool that he said that. And, uh, you know, he was he was proud of Philly, man. I was showing up for the next two nights. You gotta and, get uh, uh, you gotta get boys to men on an in the pocket drink. You, you know what? You're exactly right. I do because you know I told him last night too that we recorded uh, one of my favorite. When we we'll get there, but and I don't know how people feel about this, but fighting on the same side of a song I love, our first forty five. We recorded at a place called Cajun Studio out in the sticks with Bill Whitman and uh, the, the original lineup recorded that song. Uh, uh, I think in 1981, and I was telling them, they ended up buying that studio later on, and then when they liquidated the studio, as a lot of studio, because the studio business is tough, Rob Hyman bought a lot of their, a lot of the gear there for his studio, and he was like, oh, no kidding, you know, so it was, it was, it was, it was cool. So you know, a, it was just, it was nice. Yeah, there is a Hooters Boys to Men connection, that's, that's awesome. Yeah, oh yeah. So, so you're down at Epcot. Uh, are, right. you, are you a ride guy? Are, do, you, uh, uh, do you hit the rides I, like maybe the Aerosmith Rock and Roller Coaster or uh, uh, 
I, do they have one? Well, at, MGM, <laughs> at MGM, they got Aerosmith has this incredible oh. roller coaster. Who, oh. who in the Hooters is the biggest like ride? Who would be the guy that would be the biggest ride guy that would be like, mm. like who's, who's the most young at heart in the band as far as you know? Doing the uh, rides, yeah, rides. I say, um, I, I, you know, like I, I boy, I'm, I'm I'm making a guess, but maybe Fran because he comes out he comes out here with his kids a lot. So he does that, but I don't think he actually, because I heard him say, I'm not the ride guide. His son, Eric, is the ride guy. I don't think anybody in the Hooters goes nuts over the rides. Now, when I was younger, I used to. And my son, Sam, he's like a maniac. I mean, he does those bungee, like dangerous rides. I've seen him do that. I don't know if that's here, but I've seen him do that in California. Uh, but, um, no, nah, I stay away from that. Uh, my deepest danger here is those freaking funnel cakes. <laughs> <laughs> I ate one last night, man. I said, Lo-, I know. And like, I was zipping cause I had put a lot of sugar on there and, uh, it was, it was phenomenal. <laughs> it was good. There you go. Well, you, well, you don't, have yeah, to go, but- you don't have to go to Disney to get a great funnel cake. You can do that on the Jersey shore. That's true. That's true. But it was cool. You know, like last night we uh, we ventured into that whole Epcot to eat to the beat place and we had an Italian dinner last night. And, uh, so a lot of guys hung out here at the hotel, but waiting for sound check and all that. But uh, it, it, it was cool. Down and I took the little boat, the ferry over and just enjoyed the weather. And, uh, you know, because she it, it's cool for me is that she doesn't always get to come with me. Right. And uh, it's funny, Rob's, Rob Hyman's trying to beat Bim to me right now to give me the set list. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for tonight, man. Now, cool. But I'm staying right here. That's, I'll get him later. <laughs> that's right. That's right. We got. I right. got you for the next hour. We got. Uh, but anyway, we're celebrating all things Hooters this week. And, and, and oh, that's awesome. And and a little later in the show, Dave has has picked his ten all time favorite Hooters songs, and yeah. also two of your least favorite. And we'll we'll talk about that. We also did yeah. fan voting on social media. We're going to hear the fans' list of favorite Hooters songs. So uh, so it's going to be a fun show for Hooters fans. If you're a Hooters fan, and you better be listening right now. But before we get to to all that, we have to talk about these two shows you guys did at the Kessel yeah. last weekend. Yeah. I was at one of them. You guys, mm-hmm. you played three-hour shows. You're playing, yeah. you're playing Too long. 30, I don't want to say... Yeah, I'm 30, sorry. 30-some songs. I mean, yeah. do you guys realize how old you are? I mean, is it... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you, my inspiration is the boss, you know, and Mick and Keith, you know, they just keep on going and Paul McCartney and, you know, I mean, you get... You, look, uh, the fact is, uh, you know, age has its... You know, it, it takes its toll sometimes on your body and your and your joints and your and a lot of. I think the hardest thing about what age does to artists is the your vocals. And uh, I, but I, I, these guys work so hard. Like Rob never stops. He's one of these guys, Rob Hyman. I'm speaking about that constantly. If he's on tour or not, he warms up and he does his. He, he takes. You know, when he took his lessons, he wasn't messing around. He keeps on um working at it and like you know like any great uh you know like anybody that wants to be great the only way you're great is if you keep on working at it and you know very few people can really mail it in especially when you get to a pro level uh you know you got it you gotta you gotta work at it and i you know <laughs> i hate thinking about you know the day when i retire because i don't think that you know if I, i'll tell you andy if i drop dead on a drum set i'll be a happy man I'm serious, man. Yeah. You know, well, <laughs> I Rob, love it. Yeah, no, you got Rob sounded great. Eric sounded great. The whole band. Um, 
the other thing I noticed is, I mean, you guys have been, you know, doing this for almost 40 years now. Yeah. You guys, you guys can tell from the audience that you guys genuinely like each other. I mean, the way you play yeah. off each other on stage, the camaraderie mm -hmm. on stage. I mean, right. a lot of bands have been doing it as long as you guys do it. They just kind of, I don't want to say go through the motions, but mm -hmm. it just kind of becomes, you know, it it's almost looks like a job at that point. But right. you guys are still having fun up there. I mean, is that, yeah. I mean. You're I, right. You know, I mean, no, no, you're, you're you're right about it, and I think that that takes, you know, you, you got to be conscious about that because I think if you if you play this, like, even though we play a lot of the, the same songs every night, you got to try. You have to make it interesting in the sense of like swapping them up, like with the sets, like like it, it's a weird gig here because you don't play one long show. You play three. You're talking about shows. the ones you're doing at Epcot the, it, tonight. At Epcot, like last Saturday night, we played three hours. Friday night, we played three hours straight. Matter of fact, we couldn't even play beat up guitar on Friday because we went over curfew. Um, is that, what, that was my one disappointment. Friday show was amazing. Yeah. I'm thinking, all right, after, yeah. after all this, and now we're going to end with beat up guitar. And I didn't. I know. We didn't get beat up guitar. Nah, but, uh, you got it. You got it Saturday, and I felt I felt bad because we were conscious. I forgot what we cut out. Well, I will we say Friday out. we got South Ferry Road, which was a treat. Yeah, and, and right. uh, you know, and, and and Blood from a Stone, which I think you didn't right. do on Saturday. So no, we, right, we didn't do that on Saturday. So, man, so I, no complaints, believe me. I, you know, I, I'm I'm glad that like later on I heard that people loved the show. I had some tech. People don't know this, but I I had some issues Friday because I I only had one for some reason there was a cable that went out and I lost one side of my my hearing because I wear in ears and. Um, the, the, uh, uh, you know, so it technically I wasn't hearing what I heard on Saturday, which was Saturday's one month. I, I hate to tell you this, Andy, but Saturday's in my top five uh, best shows I ever did with the Hooters. I just felt like wow. anything I wanted to do, I could do. And it's a great feeling for a musician when you can hear and you hear how great the music is. And it was great. But Friday I had some issues and I just had to kind of like work, get through it. And, um, but it was, it was a, it was an awesome, fun night, man, still. And all my friends that there were Friday said they loved it. And, um, I, I, uh, I couldn't be happier about that, you know? Well, yeah. And then and, you, play, you play these two marathon shows Friday and Saturday with the Hooters. And then you, you turn around and you play with Smash Palace Sunday night. I, I did. It's got to take a toll on your body a little bit, uh, doesn't it? Or yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, I wear hearing aids now because of it, but. Uh, you know, it, 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 look, I can't think of any other job I would rather do than either playing music, teaching music, recording music. And now I'm trying to write music. So it took, I'm a, I'm a slow starter when it comes to creating my own music, which I, you know, work on. And, uh, so, uh, uh but I love doing it and I love the challenge. And, uh, so it's, um, you know, it's been uh, 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 it's a, it's a, like they say, a labor of love. No, and, it's, uh, it's, it's, so, uh, you, you know, Andy, I know how much you love to write and, and, and you're, and you're a great writer, uh, journalist. And you know how it is when it gets in your bloodstream, you know, uh, John Lilly's walking by. Hey, John. <laughs> he's, he's going <laughs> to the bring pool. Bring him in. Maybe ask him his a favorite Andy Weinberg on the podcast says hello, John. <laughs> so, uh, He's, he's like walking by with his coffee going in there. He's good. But um, yeah, uh, you know, it, we're lucky to do what we do. And uh, it's not for everyone. But, you know, because look, you know, um, our biggest successes, I guess, as a band these days is in Europe. Uh, we go over and we play big festivals here. I, I'm guessing that we could probably do, 
we tour here, but you know, where we're at as you know, people is that it's kind of hard for us. Not that look, um, it's not beneath us, but getting in a van and stuff like that. But we tour on another level when we're in Europe, and it's really hard um, to you know to to kind of you know downsize, especially with production and things like that. Um, you know, we can't do it. And 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 let's face it, you know, we're in a business, and you know, um, business sometimes has a lot to do with uh, uh, you know how we are perceived production wise and it's just you know in america we had our day uh if you want to want want to in the late in the 80s and um and but you know we all love playing together so we keep doing it you know and i i hope on our 40th anniversary and there's some talk of it that maybe there'll be something new uh that will come out um to celebrate our 40th anniversary which well, you great. know what should come out and this is based on on uh, you know we surveyed fans of the Hooters on social media to find out their favorite songs. And uh-huh. There were a ton of songs that were picked that never showed right. up that never showed up on an album. You know, some uh, a lot of them go back to the real early live days. So what you guys should do for a 40th, you know, 40th anniversary, a new album would be fantastic because right. the new recent stuff you guys are done is, is, is still right. sounds really good. But I would love and I'm sure a lot of other fans would love some kind of like two disc like Hooters, you know, rarities on anthology kind of all yeah. the songs, a lot of the songs that never made a song like like Solid Rock, for example. Yeah. Oh I mean, my God. You know that that's a great song. That I guess you guys wow. cut it, recorded it right around the time of Nervous Night, maybe. Um, well, the, an interesting story about Solid Rock. I'll tell you this: um, when the Hooters were, when Eric and Rob before, um, after Baby Grand, they started thinking about uh, what they're going to do, and obviously they wanted to still be partners, creating music, and they did a demo. Um, with uh i forget what was on it but i didn't play drums on the demo uh jeff boytendorf played drums on this great he, he ended up uh working with george thurgood i don't know if he's still what he's doing these days but he worked for george thurgood as a production manager after but he was a great great drummer back in the day and he played drums on what i think is the greatest version of solid rock um i know we did it we recorded it but um, uh, uh, that that recording, Eric had some magic, you know, on the guitar and the way it felt. Uh, I would love. So honestly, I uh, we worked on it later, and it came out to be what people know as solid rock. But I actually heard that original one uh, through uh, uh, with another drummer. And then when they, you know, I don't know if you know this either, uh, either Andy. Um, when I joined the Hooters. Um, I, Eric and Rob came to the Anchorage and I was playing with a band called Hot Property. Right. And Eric was friends with the lead singer, Heidi Lindner. And I, my understanding was that and through Heidi, that they were interested in her as a singer, you know, whether or not that was going to happen. And what happened was, um, you know, they saw me and they invited me to play and I went and recorded four songs with them. And then long story short, um, I ended up becoming, uh, their drummer and, um, uh, it was, um, you know, who, who would have thought that, you know, here we are 30, yeah, 38 years later, you and Eric yeah. Bob are still doing it. Right. R- right, yeah, right. Right. And you know, I met John, say John Lilly. I met John Lilly in 1979 or 78. Here's a crazy thing about when I was playing with, uh, Heidi and John. 
uh, when the break they did that MMR breakout record, John's band, I'm, they had a big party, and John was in the bar, and John Kuzma and myself and John Lilly hung out. <laughs> we were hanging out. And then, then John, of course, became a legendary guitar player that ended up becoming uh, John uh, Robert Hazard's guitar right, player. Right, right, right. You know, and, um, you know, and, and, and um, when we reformed, uh, you know, he was like an obvious guy to become the uh, guitar player with the band, you know. So it's funny how life is and things uh, work out. Uh, well, I wouldn't change. I wouldn't change a thing. You know? nah, well, there's so, there's thing. so much so much history with the Hooters. So many great songs. So many great memories. That's cool. That the- solid rock is that song that came up a lot. I I would have guessed. I I, I got like Steve Aceto always talks about um, talks about uh, um, uh, Maniac USA. He yeah, always, well, yeah, you know that's another one that maybe you know a lot of these older songs that we did. Back be, in the day, it would be fantastic if they ended up if getting some kind of official release. You know, do like a Bob Dylan bootleg. You know, like a Bob Dylan yeah. bootleg series for the for yeah. the Hooters. Well, maybe Rob will hear this and hear like what the survey said. You yeah, know? well, we're, we're survey gonna, said. <laughs> survey you know, said. but I love that. Yeah. I love that idea, man. I'd love to do that in a second. Yeah. You know, it'd be cool. Yeah, well, let's get to some of the Hooters history. I, this is the reason people are tuning in this week. They want to hear your 10 yeah. favorite Hooters songs of all time. But we're going to start, before we get to your 10 favorites, we're going to do your two least favorites. <laughs> now, you went. Now, the, the, good news, the good news here with these least favorites is you're not going to offend anybody because none of the uh, listeners picked either of these songs as their favorite. So, oh, okay. and, and okay. people have to be a hardcore Hooters fan just to even know these songs. Uh, you yeah, didn't, you didn't exactly go for the for the tried and true here with your two least favorites. So the the first mm. one you mentioned is a, a song called Nucleus. Uh, that that uh, you, you can, uh, if you want to hear it, you can catch. There's a, a YouTube video, <laughs> just audio only, on on YouTube right. of a show that the Hooters did at the Empire Rock Club in 1983, wow. about a month before Amore came out. And mm-hmm. Michael, Te- it was an MMR broadcast. Michael Tiersen's the host, and you guys opened that show with Nucleus. Uh, <laughs> why? Well, let's, let's let's hear a little bit of the beginning of Nucleus and Dave, and then you can tell us why why you picked this as as okay. one of your least favorite Hooter songs. Oh my God! Uh, now I know. Well, I can tell right away why you picked it. Right, you can tell right away why I was like, what? <laughs> so, <laughs> oh my God! <laughs> Nah, nah. Not, not the best lyrics that uh, you guys ever came up with either. Yeah, took a while to get to a lyric here. <laughs> it's 1982, man. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, we're just way too hip. <laughs> This song, I, I guess, died out of the set list pretty quickly. Oh, enough already. <laughs> <laughs> Dave doesn't oh, my God. <laughs> I got to play tonight, man. <laughs> uh, well, you know, look, it, it was 1980, I'm guessing 82, 83. And there was that whole, uh, you know, I don't want to say like, you know, there was this whole thing coming from England. And uh, it was before MTV. And um, we were being bombarded by a combination of electronic music was was becoming a uh, reality in, in pop music. 
So, you know, and Eric, who is a little bit of like a boy genius when it comes to that kind of stuff, was into programming. And he, I think he got a, a role in 808 or one of those machines. And he, he was very good at programming. So, you know, that, that kind of dictated a little bit of how that was going to come about. And, you know, since synthesizers were becoming the norm in that kind of music and uh so um and what i always used to laugh about is that we used to do the cucaracha man on stage <laughs> you know i think i even came out and danced behind uh rob miller and john lilly at one time and we said like lucy you know it was kind of uh it was kind of uh wacky um i, I just could never really take it seriously unfortunately just for me you know so um uh, I thought we had a lot better stuff. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, if you do, if, if, if people can get through Nucleus, that show yeah. from, the like I said, from the Empire Rock Club, it's on YouTube. It's you, killer. It's an incredible show. Um, it's a good one. And, yeah, and it's, you know, a bunch yeah. of stuff that would end up on Amore before Amore right. came out. And, and then, yeah. You know, so, uh, and that was actually, yeah. I guess, one of the first shows you did with John Lilly and Rob Miller, right? Because that would have been after you guys got back together after the, after yeah. the show, right? Or and those, both, the those two guys... Yeah, those guys brought so much energy to uh, what was, I don't want to say that Rob, Eric, and I were stale, but we, we you know, like, they just did Cindy Lauper's record, and then Rob and, Rob and uh, uh, John joined the band, and then there's this whole, like, you know, I don't know if you see John on stage, but, I mean, John still's like, you know, John, he's just, he's like, uh, incarnation, he's got like a Keith Richards thing, he's like rocking and performing and doing his Doing his thing, he brings a lot of energy to the performance, and um, you know, um, it, it changed uh, our uh, attitude and our outlook. Um, and um, so that I, you know, that was a fun time for us. Uh, you know, we got a little, you know, uh, again, it was the sign of the times. We had, a, uh, you know, visual things were starting to happen. Uh, even though, though MTV was still not quite there, but. You know, uh, you look at album covers, and we even wore makeup for a little bit, you know. <laughs> I mean, there's some things that, you know, we realized as a, as a marketing tool and being successful, we had to look a certain way. Hey, look, the Beatles did it. The Beatles wore the suits. Brian Epstein would tell these guys, like, this is the way you got to look, and it was their thing. And we were looking for that as well. Uh, no, you know, no, apologies, no apologies necessary. I mean, rock and roll has, yeah, always, uh, has always been about a look as well as a sound. Yeah, I mean, and I absolutely. always love that, man. Yeah. I, I, Andy, I always love that. I love, I love watching, you know, I, I'm still a big fan of glam rock bands. Um, you know, I, li I like the whole uh, show. Uh, uh, the show is part of the look of the dude playing the music. Um, you know, I've never been a guy that's been like spinning the sticks and doing all that kind of stuff, but I like, I, I think guitar players that got great moves yeah. and, 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 and a little bit of it, if it's not too over the top, um, with it, I'm, I'm, I'm way cool with it. Right. All right. Well, let's get to your other. This is Dave's bottom two. We're, we're doing the, the bottom two. This is Dave. We're, later, Dave's going to my least ten, least favorite song. His two <laughs> least favorite Hooter songs. So the first one was Nucleus, an old track that we can forget about from the early 80s. Right. Now, the other one is a hidden track. It's yes. from, it's from uh, Time Stand Still. Came out in 2007. Right. I actually right. think this song kind of rocks a little bit, but you picked. I thought he could. You I picked, thought he could. You rock. picked White Jeans. As well, White Jeans for me was always a song that I felt that wasn't, uh, I always felt like that it wasn't like a hundred, it just didn't seem like we were all a hundred percent on board with it. <laughs> and when you're not a hundred percent on board with it, 
it, you, you don't, you know, to me, it didn't seem like it got all the juice. Uh, it, 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 you know, like, and the song is really important. It's an important song. And I, I, it's almost unfair that I put it in my least favorite, but it's a very important song to Rob, you know, because it tells the story of his first band. I think they all wore white jeans. <laughs> right, we're hearing a little. You know, bit that now. was their thing. Yeah. You what know? what so, went into the decision to to not to, to make it a hidden track? You know, as opposed. To, I mean, yeah, that was. Uh, I'll tell you that when we, you know, check it out. I'll stop for a second. Listen. Uh huh. Yeah, we had a party on Mars. It's a tell. It's a true story. Right. It's a true story. Yeah. <laughs> it's a great lyric. You know the chase didn't burn. No, 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 no. Cause they were twisting and shouting all night long. You know those eight white socks. We were living out our dreams. Just without a cop. Maybe I just hate what I played. Second thoughts about putting this on there? You know, it could have been a little more raucous if you ask me. Right. You know, it just kind of... I, you know, but yeah, I you, know. you were going to say why they, why you guys made it a hidden track. Well, uh, well, well, I, I, I'm not sure why it was a hidden track. You know, I mean, it was, it, it, maybe it was the fact that it was not, um, you know, they, they felt there were ten other better tracks. So, but you know, there was a decision to put it on the record because. Um, you know, it was it was number eleven. <laughs> You're right? I'm glad it's out there because yeah, we, me we, too. And I I wish I could, you know honestly, when I hear the lyrics, I, I I you know, in fairness to it, I go, you know what, it's pretty cool. But I, musically, it just seems a little bit. Um, uh, what is the word I want to look like? Uh, homina- ho- homogenous. Um, homogenized. Yeah, yeah it okay. just doesn't. It doesn't see. You know, it doesn't. I, I'm just not getting it uh, on uh, rhythmically and. Right. I just think it could have been a little more balls to the wall right. to me. You right. know? So I was never as like, it missed its mark for uh, in that way. Right. Hey, look, man, I look, if you'd like it, cool. Yeah. You know, but well, I just it, think it, it I, I could have done better. It doesn't really fit. The, it doesn't, it, it sounds like it's on an island compared to the other stuff on, on yeah. Stand Still. So maybe look, that's... man. The fact is, Rob can't write a bad thing. <laughs> he's like a great writer. That guy is like scary. Oh yeah, no, he's it's, guy, a, it, it's a fun he's scary. Song, but uh, yeah, that's fine. It's 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 your it's your list. It's your two. Yeah. All right, now we're gonna get to the good ones. Now we're yeah. gonna get to Dave Wasikinen's all-time top ten Hooters songs. And, right. Uh, there's there's some surprises on here, but uh, also some things you might ex- you might expect. So let's right. jump right in. And your your number ten. Takes us back to the early days again, but it takes us back to the reggae sound that the Hoosers ah, started out with. Right. This was the B-side to Fighting on the Same Side in 1981. This is a song called Wireless. Ah. This is your yeah. list, Dave. Don't sound so surprised. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, I forgot. <laughs> so man, so tell know. us why uh, what, what you remember about Wireless and why you went with this song. Uh, well, I mean, you know, look, we cut that live. Uh we we're in the studio and yeah uh, 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 uh. I, I I love reggae music and I think that um, it was a combination I was listening to a lot of uh, Sly Dunbar uh, and a lot of Stuart Copeland and what the Clash were doing with the reggae Sandinista and um, 
you know, you could hear the dubbed out. I always loved the dub music. Um, we got the chance to play with great reggae bands like Steel Pulse and Jimmy Cliff. And I thought that we did a great job with this one. And it's not, I mean, you know, if you're a drummer and you want to, you know, play along with a record, go try playing to that. <laughs> it's not, it's not a, it, you know, you got to get into it, the time, because it's straight four, but it's a feel and there's these breaks in it that are, um, I'm really proud of it. I love it. And for a lot of people, this is this this single, the fighting on the same side on the A side, wireless on the B side. For you young yeah. kids, for you young kids, singles used to have A sides and B sides. But anyway, yeah, that's one forty five. <laughs> it's a great, it, you know, you get a collector's item. I signed a few of them in the last couple. I, weeks. I have one. Is it worth anything? Oh, I, I, I think it is, man. Hold on to it. And uh, but I was going to say, for a lot of people, this is the first physical music they ever owned by the Hooters, right? Would this be, yeah. Would this be your first official release? This yeah, we did. We did this. Matter of fact, I was just talking about Boys to Men, and we recorded that record, a forty-five at Cajun Studios. Uh, I guess it would be the. I guess it would still be considered Bryn Mawr, but it was out in the sticks there, and they ended up owning that studio. But we, I remember, it was my first. Um, it wasn't my first time recording, but it was my first recording session with them, with Rob and Eric, who worked with Rick Morata and Dave Prater and. Uh, amazing drummers in the studio so i was i was confident i could do a good job but i was a little bit like hey man these guys work with the best guys in the world um and bill whitman taught me how to tune drums uh and that was just a great experience you know he he really took time making attention to detail on how his drums that he recorded sounded so i learned a lot doing that record right well, there you I go. like it. Dave's Dave Waskinen's top ten Hooter songs, Wireless, coming in at number ten. Now, number nine, we're just going to go four years later, but everything has changed for the band in four years, and we're going with, with one of your biggest songs ever, and, and a song that still gets everybody pumped up in concert. Of course, number nine, and we danced. Yeah. And as soon as you hear that opening, you, you know wow. what you're going to get. Right. Uh, I it's mean, great. this is the song that you know all of a sudden. It just blew up for you, this and, and zombies. Of yeah. Course. But, but uh, I mean, <laughs> do you still, I, I mean, it, it, it's still people, it's, it's impossible to hear this song and not just feel good. And it just, I'll you know, play it tonight. Yeah. I'll be playing it tonight. Yeah. It still rocks. Yeah. And we did a cool video for that. So, you know, four years earlier, you were this basically this reggae band playing a bunch of, you know, clubs and bars. And now four right. years later, you know, Nervous Night comes out and we dance is a huge hit. And, right. and suddenly you guys, you know, are MTV darlings. <laughs> I, all that came on like, 
you know, I, I remember we were touring a lot. I mean, I, I don't think I came home for 10 months. Um, uh, we were on a tour. I mean, it was cool because I remember the, the very first time I got onto a, like a real tour bus uh, and left, um, you know, it, it, after a while, it, you know, it, it, it became work, you know, like, you know, every night you're in a different city and, you know, I didn't know how to take care of myself back then. I didn't, I, I really had to learn how to get what, what was important as far as getting rest and eating right. So I was, I remember walking, um, we played at Tulane university and I walked through, um, I was walking through the city uh, of New Orleans, and I walked by a record store, and I saw a, a, I saw Amy Mann had a band, had a song called "Voices Carry." Um, I forget that. Oh God, I feel bad. What's that name of the band she Til had? Uh, Till Tuesday. Till Tuesday. And the Plimsolls were Warner Brothers Dawn, Darlings, you know. Right. And I think there was another record that was out, and um, I, I, I was thinking, man, here we are. We're out on the road for ten months. And, um, uh, we, you know, we can't even get like a display in a record store, you know, and I'm thinking, oh, it's not going to happen. You know, I mean, like, it's kind of not like, remember we talked to Lon, Lon, Lon last week, Lon Vinny and, and yeah, Apple Records. I mean, we were, we were signed to Columbia, Sony Records and we had the big machine and, uh, you know, all of a sudden, uh, 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 you know, I'm thinking we're touring our asses off. We were, uh, we even opened, we opened for squeeze and, and, and we're just doing it. We just played this great show at Tulane and I'm thinking nothing's going on, you know, because you didn't get information like you got today, you know? And then we show up and we're playing, we played the Omni, which is a big, uh, venue in Atlanta. Uh, and, uh, they said, Oh, we're going to have a little party. Al Teller from Columbia is going to come. And he came upstairs and, uh, he all of a sudden, you know, hey, I want to talk. And all, everybody gathered around and he pulls out these gold records. And I remember, <laughs> I remember, I still remember that. Uh, here's, here's another story that I'll share because he, I'm sure this dude isn't listening. <laughs> um, the, the guy from Kansas, the guy that sang Carry On Walsh, he right. got, he came there because his girlfriend was a big Hooters fan. So he came to party and hang out with us. And, uh, you know, I remember like they had to, the, carry him out <laughs> he was so drunk i think he threw up on himself or something it was like really but 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 the long story short is that uh you know al gave us these gold records and it was the moment that i felt like oh my god i mean like we you know it's a half a million records in the u.s That's and that was a remarkable feeling and it all made it all, all of a sudden i got um i felt like I felt like uh, all the work that we do was, it was all worth it. And everything that we do where we don't see our families and stuff like that was all worth it. And then we stayed out for another 10 months. <laughs> and then crazy thing is we ended up in, um, you know, we were at the height of our success in, in America when uh, it was a decision was made that we'd go to Europe. And, I, you know, it was, we went from playing really, really big places to playing very little places, but it was back to building a grassroots following in Europe. Little did I know that that was like 
the smartest thing that we ever did because now, you know, that's kind of like our base outside of Philadelphia. But we, you know, we headlined the Rock of Ages Festival this this summer, and I think it's all due to going back in like nineteen, and you know, the the mid eighties to going to Europe and 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 uh, you know, inter- introducing ourselves to that audience. All right, well, let's continue with Dave's top 10 Hooter songs. And we're doing this because this is our 10th episode here on the David Wasikin and In the Pocket podcast. Yeah, how about that, Andy? Ain't that cool? Yeah. <laughs> it's so, cool. So your number eight is is a song from Amore, but it's not a real well-known song. Yeah. Uh, you, you went with uh, Don't Want to Fight. From, yeah, from I love Amore. that. Just, yeah, I, lo- I love it. There you go. That's why I like it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> You guys ever play this one anymore? Hey, it's cool. Do you ever do you ever play this one anymore? Yeah, we do. It's been a while, but we have we played it. Matter of fact, Tommy last night, Tommy Williams, who uh, later on joined the band because of a kind of a bummer that happened to Eric, but he ended up sticking because he's so good. Right. Um, he he last night he walked over to me because hey, play that play that fill from the opening of uh, of. Uh, uh, don't want to fight, and I played it. And then he, you know, he's one of these guys. Goes, where's one on that? And I showed him <laughs> where, where you know, what I was thinking when I played it. Um, but I, I like it because I like the dynamics in it. I love when it goes to this right here. That uh, the solo is beautiful. The chords, the progression is beautiful. Um, I think Eric sings it beautifully, and uh, it's again a little bit of reggae and the Hooter sound. You know, right? It's also Rob's a- key so it's also a really nice love song if you listen to the lyrics. It's a really nice love song, man. Yeah. You know, I know that, you know, Dallin has a shuffle in her car, and if we're riding around and this comes on, she's like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> this is like, you know, let's listen to this. Shut up. <laughs> you know, yeah, it's great. This is beautiful, right? That's great, right there, how it kind of just falls into that solo. And then Eric has that really nice. Beautifully um, melodic storytelling guitar solo. It's cool. Right, right. Yeah, it's cool. Wow. Yeah. It's great. Yeah, so. so yeah. Yeah, I mean, Amore really nice. was. I mean, Amore meant so much to so many people that that I, EP, I mean, it was. You know, and the fact that it sold so many copies, you guys put it out yourself. Yeah. And, and, I mean, every one of those, you know, it was only eight songs. But yeah. every one of those eight songs kind of hold up, and and when you, when we get to the fan voting, you'll see that Amore was very well represented. The album. Yeah, uh, I, I think it, I think when it at that time, I mean, it really I think it sold. You know, it got picked up by a distributor, but I think in the Delaware Valley alone, it did like a hundred, like maybe over a hundred thousand copies, which uh, you know, which was amazing. It's amazing what it says about that area because we weren't the only bands that were doing independent records. I mean, Robert was selling, uh, Robert Hauser was selling a lot of, uh, of, of his record as well, which was an independent distributed by the same people that were doing it. And I still see some of those guys that do that, you know, that distribute that record. And they said, it was like, you know, we were blowing minds and we really didn't need, uh, 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 you know, once we didn't, but it, I'm sure it had a lot to do with us getting our deal with Columbia. But, um, you know, we were creating a business of our own with the live performances and the shows and, of course, that independent record and the 45s. Right. All right, well, let's get to number seven on Dave's Top Ten Hooters songs. And this one, we're going to go way ahead to 1989. 
This is from, yeah. this is from Zigzag, and you picked as your seventh all-time favorite Hooters song, Heaven Laughs. Yeah, man. What? Uh, why'd you? Uh, why'd you go with this one, Dave? Uh, you know, uh, I, this is. Uh, you know, um, you know. I, 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 the story has it that uh, Barry Levinson was doing uh, Rain Man. Uh, no, no, Top Gun. No, it was well, the Top Gun movie. And I know Levinson did. Levinson did. They were looking. They they were looking for a song. Okay. And I think this was up uh, for. I Levinson wasn't the guy, but it, it was another guy. But they they were, you know. Sometimes they go to great writers to say, "Hey, can you write us a song for it?" But unfortunately, it didn't make. Uh, but I think it was for that scene where his buddy—I uh, forget his name in the movie—but he dies in a uh, when they were flying. Uh, do you remember the guy's name? Remember the guy in the movie? You Top know what? Gun, I, maybe it's a sacrilege. I'm not a Top Gun guy. I know people swear yeah. by the movie. I think I saw it yeah. once when it came out, and I yeah. haven't seen it since. So yeah, I, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I'm a I big movie it, guy. Top Gun, for whatever yeah. reason, it wasn't one of them. But uh, so it was that. It was for that scene, but didn't make it. But like this song, um, this like I played this when my father and my mother both passed away. We this was played at their at their service because it's just. Uh, Oh, so this just this has a lot of personal meaning. Yeah. Today, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. And and I think for uh, Rob too. You know, we both. You know, just talks about loss. You know, and uh, we've all lost family members that we. You know, that pains us. And but it. it you know, um, it, the story is incredible. And then I think that's Eric. Eric. I think Eric played that bass on there hmm. on the recording, and it's just an incredible. Sounds like a. I'm not sure if he used the fretless, but he got the fretless sound, and um, that's a beautiful. It's, it's, it's a, a beautiful, beautiful song. Be- I mean, it was not an easy song to cut. I remember it's a really slow halftime, and it has that little uh, slap back on the drums. That you know, um, I wish we would do. We don't do this. Li- I think we've played this only a few times live, but I would love to play this. I, I think as a band, we would kill it. Now, it's an American incredible solo too. Right. Right. Cool. Yeah, I, I, I zigzag was. Um, I, I guess that's sort of when you guys realized that maybe the momentum in America. Was, yeah, was we, exactly. Yeah, I still remember like knowing that you know we kind of all knew. Um, I mean, we all believed in the band, but uh, the label I think started have less uh, uh, enthusiasm for what we were doing at the time. So um, I think this was our last Columbia record release. And then they put out a lot of greatest hits records, of course. Right, right. Uh, yeah, it's great. And the, vo- yeah, the vocals, it. as always, I mean, it, it's it's amazing, the, the voices that the two of those guys yeah. have. I well, mean, you know, I, I got to tell you, uh, Saturday night, uh, Rick Chertoff uh, came out to see us with his wife, Corey, and Rick produced uh, uh, a lot of music for the Hooters. He produced uh, uh, Nervous Night, and he produced uh, One Way Home, and he produced Zigzag. And then uh, and then they've always had a relationship. We've always been friends. And he did, he did um, She's So Unusual, and she did, he did this uh, Joan Osborne record, Relish. And Rick is a super uh, incredible uh, producer, uh, record guy, and it was cool seeing him on Saturday, but he had so much to do with, you know, helping us grow as 
uh, as a band, as those guys as writers. I mean, he, uh, you know, when I would play, then we dance, then we danced. It, you know, they, he locked Eric and Rob in a room and made them like come up with it. Nah, that's not good enough. That's not good enough until it was like, okay, that's good enough. Right. You know, that's what a great producer does. Make sure that whatever's going to come at the end is going to be the best it can be. Okay. Well, let's uh, get to number six on Dave's top 10. And this one's an all-time audience favorite. Uh, you guys cut it twice on two different, once on Amore, once on uh, Nervous Night. But I, you, you picked the Amore version. And I think the fans yeah. might be partial to the Amore version as well. Of yeah. course, it's hanging on a heartbeat. One of the all-time great Hooter songs coming right. in at number six on, on Dave's list. There we go. Yeah. Never fails to get the audience up and, and, and dancing, right? It grooves, man. Yeah. When you guys yeah. finish this song, did you know right away? I mean, yeah, obviously a lot of great songs in the early days. But when you guys first recorded this, did were you like, yeah, we really nailed that? I mean, right off the bat? Well, uh, this one has an interesting story behind it because um, there's other couple guys that, you know, Glenn Goss was a co-writer on this too. And I, I remember originally recording the track at his studio on Unruh Street in Northeast Philly. And um, so I kind of had an idea where it would go. And then the Hooters started messing around with it live and uh it it really grew legs and started getting a feel and the audience immediately anytime we played it loved it and uh yeah i, I don't know if i knew if it was gonna be beloved as much as it was and is still to this day um we played it Friday. They loved it, right? They oh, were it was, freaking out. Yeah, it's you a know. good thing that I didn't. We didn't. We didn't record this podcast like the day after Friday night's show because I had no voice <laughs> after singing along for three. Oh, hours. that's so cool and, to hear, and, man! Including, including, you know, on hanging in a heartbeat. Of course, I mean, it's a fun song from the audience to sing along to. Obviously, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool to hear. Yeah, I mean, I love it. I I never get tired of playing this because it's like you know you have that backbeat a groove and you get to play like a cross-sticking reggae feel it's fun to play what did you think of the yeah. of, of, i mean of the nervous night version um, um yeah, I, I could do without it right. that's the one that i'm like not not nuts about i mean we kind of tried something I, we do borrow from that version live because there's that little reprise right, right at the end of it that we go into and we did that at the tower theater back in 84 85 and people get really crazy when we do that, and that's fun. So that came out of it, but I think when we initially played it, our instincts were that was right. Like, this is, to me, this really speaks to the song. Yeah. It's a great pop rock song. Oh, absolutely, yep, yep. All right, well, let's jump ahead to number five. Now, this one's a little obscure. Um, I mean, all-time all time fans are going to know it. Um, but you went with a song that was ne- at number five that was never on an album, but you, used to got, you guys used to play it a ton back in the day, in the early 80s. And I'm talking about Trouble in Paradise. Yeah. Did you guys ever record this? Uh, we have, but it never came out. We've recorded it, and... Let me tell you, this song 
you know, hold on to your hats because, you know, we're not finished yet. <laughs> now, you, know, you, sent like, me, you sent us, Marcus and I, this uh, this version to, to play during the show. Do, do you know when this, what show this is from or when, uh, do you have any uh, idea? Uh, I'm not sure. Maybe it could be from the Brandywine Club. Um, or maybe not. This is, because we did this song as far back as when we had Bobby and John in, Kuzma right. in the band. Right. So, I mean, it was one of the first songs that we used to do. We did this, at, I believe, at Emerald City. We opened up with it. So we've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, let, let's listen to it, because it is such a yeah. great song. If you don't know it, it's, it's a great song. <laughs> do my Stuart Copeland thing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. So how how come this didn't make a moray? I'm sorry. How come this didn't make a moray? Um, uh, because I think you know we quite, it, it, you know, again it was like, um, you know, you had it just didn't make the top ten for us. You know, it sometimes there's like a little bit of, you know, people might want it. It just didn't have the, the it didn't have the votes. <laughs> right. Well, it certainly seemed to have the votes in the crowd. I mean, I'm sure the fans back then used to love this song, right? I mean... Yeah. Hey, like I said, you know, this song is... It's got a... Look, it's perfect for the times right now. Uh, We got a little trouble in paradise. And we live in an amazing country. And I think that, like, you know, sometimes songs, you know, have to find their day and time. And if you listen to the lyrics, this is, uh, you know pretty cool and the and the intensity of the groove that maybe this is something that needs to be heard today well like i said when when rob and eric and you get together and put out that box set of you know yeah. all the unreleased hooter songs this will right. this will make it because this song needs yeah. an official release damn it yeah i mean this, i'm gonna tell you man yeah I, the day i started playing with those two guys i mean all of them but for me, I can only say it's like my opportunity to play with Eric and, Eric and Rob. I felt like I was playing with, you know, uh, Mozart and uh, 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 Bach <laughs> for me of rock because, you know, uh, no one. I'm, well, I'm a tone guy. I, I, I spend time making my drums. I like my drums to sound like my drums, like me. And Eric and Rob are the same way. They got a sound. I think I can hear those guys. They're going to tell you, hey, that's Eric Bazilian. And, uh, and Rob Hyman, they have an identity, and creating an identity as a musician, as a player, to me, it, it differentiates the you know you as a as a player and an artist. And I think those guys have done that throughout their career, and it's something I always like to try to do. And I was so lucky to play with them, very lucky. All right, well, let's go to your number four on your top ten list of your all-time favorite Hooters songs, and this is actually our third song from Amore. We've already heard uh, Don't Want to Fight and Hanging on a Heartbeat. You picked at number four, The Great Birdman. Yeah. Another great opening. You guys knew how to, yeah. open, you guys knew how to open songs, man. You're- yeah. That's cool. That's Eric toying around with the 808, I think. Cool. Great riff. Yeah. 
Yeah. And we cut this live at Studio Four with Phil Nicolo. Yeah. yeah. When it picks up right there. Yeah. Wow. It's just a, yeah. That's Rob Miller playing bass on that. Birdman. Elvis. Yeah. I love this. Bop, bop, bop. Ah. Do you ever go back and listen to the old records? Or uh, Yeah, I do. I, I, this one, I have that actual intro in my... Uh, I have this little thing, uh, um, something called a Roland SB at SBDSX, and it allows me to, you know, if I hit a pad, I get sounds. But I have the intro as a loop that I play along with. Now, um, I, I got to tell you the story about how we recorded this, which we wouldn't record it like that today, because most times you're... You're, you get a drum machine pattern and you play along with that and then maybe you take the drum pattern out or leave it in. But in this case, we we took the Roland 808 and Phil Nicolo turned it off on the downbeat right here. Okay, right here is cool because you hear the little drum machine. Right, right. And we were playing, right? You hear that? Yep. Check that out, right? You hear that? Yep. Boom. And I'm out when we're cutting it. And I'm going, oh, my God, I hope we can come back down in the right place and the right tempo. Right, right. So it's tricky. Here you go. Listen to this. So I'm just trying to feel that beat. And Phil turned off the machine. And then I kept playing. Uh, and the band kept playing. So it was a whole production. Uh, it was very orchestrated. Uh, but it, it, we pulled it off. That's cool. It's you really are, cool. I mean, you're you're a relatively young guy when you're doing. That. I mean, you had been drumming for a yeah. long time, but but yeah. I mean, so it sounds like it's a little, little tricky. And for a guy, uh, that, I mean, I was I I didn't think we could do it. I thought, oh, how are we going to do this? Or better yet, I uh, my thoughts were, um, I didn't know you weren't supposed to do that. <laughs> it was like it was like, oh, okay, let's see if we can do this. I didn't really even think about like, oh, cutting the drum machine and then playing on and then removing the drum machine i didn't think in those terms i thought hey we'll put the drum machine on and then i'll come in when that pattern's over i'll listen to it in my headphones and i'll play the feel and that's what everybody did and then, then it came to the bridge i stopped playing phil turned the drum machine on and then the machine plays for i don't know how many to eight 16 bars or whatever it is and then i come back and i start playing you know it's just that we, we i you know it's an exercise in listening you know we had to listen to it and get it right well, it worked. It definitely, you got it right. It definitely worked. Yeah. You know, like the rest of Amore, that it holds <laughs> up. All right. Now, it your does. number three is uh, relatively recent, at least in terms of Hooters chronology. Uh, you you went with a song from Time Stand Still from 2007. And at number three, you went with the song I'm Alive. Yeah. Which is, which should be. Should have been a hit. It should be a classic Hooters song along with all these other early songs that fans love. I mean, the lyrics in this song are just so inspirational it sounds yeah. great um does yeah Cla i love it i this one makes me how do you not feel good when you hear this you, man you, this you is, can't not feel good i right? mean if you if you like rock and roll music this one is like listen bah, just got a groove uh got a great melody great playing lyrics are 
it's cool. Yeah, I, I like this one. I love playing it live. Makes me feel alive. Right. <laughs> yeah. Position. Wake up the dead. Great line. Yeah, and then and then name check the cool? summertime blues. I love that. Yeah, that's yeah. one. That's one of I guess if Eric had to name a favorite band, everybody think it'd be the Beatles. Probably the Beatles, but right up there would be the Who. Yeah. It's a shame we don't have time to just listen to this whole song because I'm this, alive. Is, this, cool. is, this is such a great song. But oh, we, can, we can let go for a little bit. Love it. Yeah. I'm sorry. I said we can let the song go for. I, I, I was saying it's a shame we don't have time to hear the whole yeah. song. But we can we can yeah. let it go for a little bit. We're all right on time, I think. No one's going to complain if we run a little long, right, Marcus? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, when I recorded this, I thought we had a hit song. Yeah, but it's so hard for for veteran bands to have hits on the radio when rock radio. I mean, you know, there's still some good rock stations out there, but they want to play the songs, you know, from the 70s and the 80s. Right. I mean, it's, right. it's really hard, you know. I mean, I, I don't. I imagine MMR might have played this a little bit. XPN might have. Might they have do. Up. They still play it. Yeah. They still play it. It's still something that they play. But you know what? It's it's it, the song's already eleven years old. It should be considered a classic. So let uh, MGK play it, right? You know, it's it's, it's a classic yeah, rock at this point. Uh, true. I mean, if it, if you guys had cut this, if this song had you know come out in the eighties, it'd, it'd be right up there with the you know. Yeah, uh, you know, you're you're exactly right. I think so. I like this part a lot. Cool. Yeah. I'm really tempted to start singing along, but nobody wants to hear me sing. So I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm me my, too. I'm biting my lip. Well, you're, you'd probably be a better singer than me, Dave. But I, 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 yeah, I really wanted to jump in there and start singing, but uh, maybe on our next song I'll, I'll sing. Yeah. <laughs> but there you go. I'm alive. Cool. Dave's number yeah. three on his top ten all-time favorite Hooter songs. All right, so I'm Alive is is relatively recent, even though it's 11 years old now. But number two goes all the way back to the beginning. Uh, the original version of a song that you guys recorded, I guess, at least three times because it ended up on Amore and then it ended up on Nervous Night. But this is yeah. the very first original recording at number right. two of, back in 1981, of course, Fighting on the Same Side. Ah. Uh. And this song just defines the Hooter sound right there, right? Right there you go. The Hooter, the melodica. Hey, did you ever have you ever played the melodica? I noticed Friday night show. Like it seems like everybody in the band gets a shot at the melodica. Yeah. Did, did, yeah. You ever, did you ever give it a shot? I haven't done it live, but I do play. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. It's that upbeat, rock steady, rock steady beat that right. we do. Yeah, I love it. I love playing it. So this is, did, I mean, this version is pretty similar to the version you cut for Amore, right? I mean. Yeah, uh, we've never, we've only messed with the arrangement on this on. 
well, there's on, a version on of one it way one home. way home. Yeah, that, yeah, that, yeah, you, you kind of, you know, <laughs> not, I'm not going to lie, Dave. I'm not a big fan of the one way home version of this song. No, nah, for me too. I just, you know, for me, it's a lot of to do with the combination of the feel and the, uh, and the, and that hooter sound, you know, so, uh, it never did it for me. Right. But I, I, you know, that's why we got chocolate and vanilla. <laughs> Love this. Garrick, either using a telly or a strat on this. And this got, obviously, yeah. even before Amore came out, this was getting played on the radio. Uh, yeah, Michael Tierson used to play this. And, and uh, yeah, the early days. This We played this. I don't know if we played this at Emerald City, but we played this early on. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. All right, here I go. I'm going to sing. Open up your eyes, girl. All right, sorry, that's it. Sorry. Boom. <laughs> right on. You sound good, Andy. <laughs> there you go. Dave's number two. Okay, before we get My to your two. before we get to your number one, let's do the right. audience voting, and then we'll build up and we'll we'll end with with your number one all time favorite Hooters song. You good with that, Dave? We'll go through yeah. the audience voting. Yeah, right. I want to hear. All right. Well, now this audience voting was very. Um, we, we went to the we brought in the accountants from uh, Price Warehouse <laughs> to make sure this was all on the up and up. Uh, you know, we, closed envelope. No, no, <laughs> we did it on social media. It, it, it was kind of some people picked one favorite, some people picked ten favorites, including your wife, Dave. Right. She, you know, oh, I, I asked I asked readers just pick your all time favorite Hooters song, and then Dallin comes in with ten, and then all hell uh, broke loose. Everybody started picking ten. So, oh, cool. But <laughs> so it's but we we you know I tried to make it as legit as possible and we did come good. up with a definitive top 10 actually top oh, cool. 12 actually a top oh. 12 but bef oh, cool. but before we do that here's the songs um i should say also that just to show you how many great songs the hooters have there were 45 different songs mentioned as all-time favorite hooters wow songs. so wow that's yeah, amazing that's a lot. and a lot of these songs i'm telling you they were never on an album again rob and eric get together, put these songs out, or, or maybe you should listen to this list and, you know, when you do your next set list for your next, I will. your next shows at the Keswick next year. But cool. before we get to the top 10 audience songs, these are the songs that got multiple votes, but didn't make the top 10. So a couple, cool. two from the real early days, point your little pinky and scared by science. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Surprise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bird but they Man, like that. Birdman, Birdman from Amore, uh, Solid Rock, wow. which we mentioned earlier, that got multiple yeah. votes. Uh, wow. One of my favorites from Nervous Night, South Ferry Road, got uh, multiple yeah. votes. Great song. Um, another rocker from uh, One Way Home, Engine 999, got wow. uh, multiple votes. Yeah. Uh, and then I think this was the B-side of uh, 500 Miles, uh, House of Wolfgang, got multiple <laughs> votes. <laughs> You're kidding me. <laughs> wow. We should have we should have had Marcus play a little of that because people might not be familiar right. with that, but that's, uh, wow. that's a real good song. I'm not familiar with that. <laughs> I didn't play on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, didn't? No? It was a drum machine on that one. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah, but wasn't uh, it? Was it? Was it a flip side of Five Hundred Miles? Am I right about that? Well, I, I listen. I don't remember, but if they, I, I'm guessing that we needed a a B side, and you know that's you know I, I remember, but again, we never played it live. We never played that live. Okay. Ever. Right, I, well, I I actually, I wasn't really familiar with it either. And when I saw the list, I listened to it uh, this morning, and I thought that was a pretty cool sounding song. Yeah. Uh, 25 hours a day from uh, out of yeah. body. That, that got that's a mainstay. That's a, that we play that live. That one people love. It just has a hooter thing. And it has that Celtic kind of, you know, uh, that one's a lot of fun. 
And then two zigzag songs uh, made the top, made the uh, got multiple votes for the audience. Deliver me and Heaven laughs. We we already laughed. Uh, uh, let me guess. Dallin had deliver me. <laughs> uh, well, I don't have how people individually voted on there. Yeah, but, uh, oh, I she, know she, she made. Well, Dallin picked like you know twenty six different songs. So it might no no. It was only 10. She uh, likes the she likes the video on that one from Munich where I'm playing with barely any clothes on, and she goes, "Oh, he's so hot." And I said, "Listen, I was like young." <laughs> when I did that. Well, now everybody's out. leaving the podcast to go search Deliver Me video yeah. on YouTube so they yeah. can see Naked yeah. Dave. But Dave. Yeah, yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> and then great. the other song, which didn't make the top 10 but got multiple votes, was actually your biggest hit on the Billboard pop chart in America, Day by Day. Got got multiple yeah. votes but didn't make the top 10. Uh, I still like playing it. I mean, I still, it's still, you know what? I had 10 songs I put down and, and you know, South Ferry Road and Day by Day. Day by Day, I remember when the first time I heard it on the radio and I was just like, Oh man, you know this sounds great. Of course, Bill Whitman, who just is just an amazing engineer. Yeah, I remember hearing that, just being blown away. You know, um, yeah. I, I love that. That's one a great. Song, it's so. a great pop rock song. Like yeah, you said. thanks. I mean, just, yeah. So. All right, so now let's get to the official, the the uh, official uh, audience top ten favorite Hooter songs. And like I said, yeah. we kind of fudged it. It's actually twelve because we have a three way tie at number ten, and our three way tie at number ten. You want to do a drum roll on this, Dave, or? Uh... You got, well, you got I, anything I'm you can only, bang on or, or anything? No, I'm standing on a rock by the tennis courts in the pool. So, uh, no, I don't have anything to bang on. There you go. <laughs> okay. All right, number 10, three-way tie from the audience. Uh, favorite Hooter songs, uh, Private Emotion, which was wow. which was covered by Ricky Martin, of course, and was wow. in the body. Uh, Dallin picked that one also, by the way. Yeah. Uh, Satellite, great song wow. from uh, great. from out yeah. from One Way Home, and cool where, video on that. Yeah, and where do the children go? Wow. Well, you know what? Where do the children go? I, 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 Patty Smythe just told me that she because um, we I just worked with her on on Expressway, and she said. Um, Dave, I get, I get requests for that. I guess she was thinking she might start doing it live That'd because, be yeah, because she sings her ass off on it. And there's a great video on, on, um, on YouTube. We were playing the spectrum and, and Patty's singing it and, you know, she just kills it. And, uh, they wrote a great song over a tragic situation of kids committing a lot of suicides, uh, for, uh, it, it was a story in, uh, I don't know, one of the local, magazines and they were finding this place and their lot of kids were jumping off and it was just terrible and um we, the song is a, a beautiful song we still play today and it's yeah, a crowd pleaser yeah, man they love it still it sounded great friday night yeah, and like and thanks. the message you know the message obviously is still yeah. unfortunately it's probably gotten it's gotten worse but uh well, yeah um, yeah it is sad all right. Well, let's. We got to keep this moving because we're we're coming up to the end here, Dave. But uh, number nine on the audience list of favorite Hooter songs is one that was on your list, "Hanging on a Heartbeat." Ah, it's cool to hear. Number love eight. That. Number eight on the audience list did not make your list, but I hope you love this song because I do. "Blood from a Stone." Oh yeah, it should have made my list. It's a great song. Yeah, it's a great song. Right. I, I, you know, I, I never get tired of playing it. Uh, when we got it off the list on Saturday, I was kind of bummed that it wasn't on there. Yeah. Eric Gazillion just walked by and waved and said, hey. Hey, Eric. We got to tell Eric he's got to come on the podcast, by the way. Yo, he's going to come on. He's got a friend named Biff he's going to bring on as well. All right. He's cool. going to do it. All right. right. Biff is going to come on. <laughs> no. So, uh, yeah, he's coming. Number seven on the audience list is also one that made your list, Dave. I'm alive. So, uh, oh, so, the, so the, the Hooters fans on social media like the song as much as you do. Uh, number cool. six, fighting on the same side. Yeah. 
number five, and you know you should never play a show in Philly and not play this show song, but uh, beat up guitar at number five. Yeah, well, that'll never happen again. <laughs> <laughs> we got carried away. Yeah, the town that rocked the nation. Yeah. Uh, number four on the audience list is uh, the title track from Amore, which did not make your your um, your list, but uh, yeah, I love playing it. Yeah, I love playing it. It's uh, good groove. Number three on the audience list is And We Danced. Nah, it's no surprise. Number two on the audience list, representing uh, One Way Home, the great Carla with a K. Wow, that's cool to hear. That's a great song. Great, yeah. great fun to play. All right. And number one on the audience list, you want to guess? Uh, I'll guess. Uh, was it on my list? Well, it is, but we haven't heard it on your list yet. Ah, uh, uh, well, can I guess? <laughs> sure. All you zombies. All you zombies. Yes, number one on the audience list is all you zombies. And uh, you can't miss. And it's also number one on your list, Dave. And as soon yeah. as you hear the intro, you know what you're getting. Yeah. We're going to play yeah. the last night version. Uh, although yeah. a couple of the audience members or the listeners uh, specifically uh, said they preferred the Amore version. But yeah. we're going to hear the Nervous Night version of all you zombies. Dave's number one. Um, and Dave, I know you've told the story that you know when you first heard the song, you didn't like it. I didn't like it. I used to tell Rob when we were doing set lists. I said, "Put it, put it." We'd be playing Vernon's in Levittown, and I say, "Hey, um, hey, play all you zombies second, so we can get just get be done with it." <laughs> what do I know? <laughs> you know. So, it, but it became there. We go. Uh, it be- broke us. Yeah. Great. When did you When did you come around on the song? When did you realize? Hey, uh, I don't know. Once I I I think. After I started hearing it, after it was recorded, I didn't realize the potential of the song until I started really hearing it. I didn't, playing it didn't make, because I, you know, I'm playing a lot. The first original version, I'm playing a lot of drums in it. I was busy um, and it maybe bothered me, but by the time I got here, I went, no, I love this. You know, I just love playing it. I love, uh, I love the transition to the solo and the bridge where, you know, goes to that rock and Floydy kind of thing. And I love the, you know, Roger Water from, Waters from Pink Floyd loved this song too. He came to see us at the town and country and uh, uh, in England. And, uh, you know, he, he loved this song, man, which is like quite a compliment from somebody that, oh, you know, sure. this was the, the whole idea was to make a song that was like a Pink Floyd kind of thing. Right. Um, <laughs> How about it was I- the wall. Yeah, how about the video for this during you know when you're playing and the rain's coming down on you and uh, yeah, we did this in at the Thames uh, River in England, London. Eric at a there was this guy. There was a guy. He was a um, he was a little guy. I remember he was like he was carrying he was carrying a wrench and he was up on the top floor and he dropped it. Could have killed Eric, uh, really, literally, and it chopped the headstock off his Gibson Junior. <laughs> and uh, and then there was people from the movie Road Warrior in in the video, and the guy that did the video was Donald Camel, who did Mick Jagger's the performance movie that he did. Um, so it was quite a production. Yeah. Well, let's. Uh, Andy Andy King Andy King was on there. Right, right. Andy King's going to show up when you when in the pocket plays uh, the Keswick on the twenty eighth, right? Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm so happy about that. You know, Andy is going to come out and do a couple songs when we do the 28th at the Keswick Theater, and I'm very excited to have him on board, man. He's like, you know, I haven't even seen him in a long time, but we're going to get together next week, and I'm excited to hang with him, and I'm going to hear what he wants to do, and 
you know, get them in the ITP thing for that night. It'll be awesome. The family just keeps getting bigger, Dave. It does. <laughs> I got to keep working. A lot of mouths to feed. That's right. Well, there you go. This is for our 10th episode of the David Watson and In the Pocket podcast. We had David pick his 10 all-time favorite Hooter songs. We'll run them down again real quick for you. Number 10 was Wireless. Number 9, And We Dance. Number 8, Don't Want to Fight. Number 7, Heaven Laughs. Number 6, Hanging on a Heartbeat. Number 5, Trouble yes. in Paradise. Number 4, right. Birdman. Number 3, right. I'm Alive. Right. Number 2, Fighting on the Same Side. Uh, and, and number 1, the ultimate Hooter song, all you zombies. That's awesome, man. I'm so happy to hear that, man. Yeah, it's cool. Well, that's your Again, Dave, it's your list. I'm just reading them back. Yeah, I know, but like, you know, when you hear them and you hear what people like, and that, I was surprised that uh, Private Emotion was uh, uh, so high in the list of people like that. Not that I, it's a great song. Um, I, I, you know, so it surprises me sometimes. Uh, I learn a lot from people that come to see us, and, uh, you know, I, I try to be open-minded because of that, you know, and uh, it's... Uh, it's super cool. It's yeah. super cool. I'm so, I feel so lucky, Andy, <laughs> to be doing this podcast with you every week. I'm and having then, a ball, Dave. It's, it's been great. Me too. And then here I am. I, you know, like I'm down in Florida. I'm looking at the swimming pool and my friends out there by the pool. And then I'm going to go play a, a show tonight. I think I play at 5 o'clock, which is an odd night, time to play. But uh, it's Disney, so nothing's odd. Yeah. So, um, you know, it, it, I'm, living a, I'm, I'm, I'm having a great time. As am I doing this with you, Dave. This is great. Um, you know, we could uh, go on and talk more, but we're we're, running, yeah. we're <laughs> I think we've long since run long past run out of time. But uh, we we have we haven't confirmed it yet, and and we haven't we've never really announced guests. But you know, what's really cool, and we'll confirm it this week. But you know, Tommy Conwell wants to come and be guest, and I'm excited to have him on board because I love Tommy. Yeah, and maybe uh, next week uh, that'll happen, and I'm hoping. And Hopefully, well, this he is wants to come on board. This is a really exciting time for the podcast because, in addition to hearing us 24 hours a day on WildfireRadio.com and also on iTunes, starting next week. We are going to be on phillyrockradio.com, awesome. which is a, a 24-hour uh, rock radio station on the internet. They, they do uh, they, a lot of uh, old-school hard rock and, and, and metal and, and old Philly songs. I love it. And we're going to be it. on, the plan is, at 9 o'clock on Thursday nights and at oh, 4 o'clock cool. on Friday afternoons. So you can hear us twice. Awesome. So listen to us on Philly Rock Radio starting next week, but you can still catch us 24 hours a day on wildfireradio.com. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, it's a big week here in Philly. It's Dallas week the Sixers finally yeah. the Sixers finally won a road game so it's all good Every, everything's good Dave so listen have yeah, a great time true. down in Thank Florida you. wish I could be there listening to you guys tonight and enjoying the 88 degree weather in the pool <laughs> but, uh, uh, Dave this was great I love sharing memories with you man it's, it's yeah uh, it was it's fun Andy you've been along for the ride for as long as I've been doing it I love it man yeah. I still remember the interview we did and yeah. You know, there were so many people that helped me from actually when where you started, like I said, at Bucks County Courier Times, John Fisher was a guy that actually managed a band I had back when I was, the, you know, a high school, the kooks, you know, yeah. so I think about stuff like that. It's wild, man. You know, yeah, so it's a, having a good time. It's a great ride. And, and it's and it's, no, it's nowhere near ending, man. It's it's nowhere near ending. You guys are still doing great stuff. Thank you. And I'm going to the Eagles game on, on Sunday when I get back. So oh, go right. with birds. Go birds. I'm going. All right. All right well, well, for Dave down in Florida, for Marcus Darpino here at Wildfire Radio, I'm Andy Weinberg, and we'll see you next week on In the Pocket. Thanks, Marcus. See ya.